Welcome to This Week in Water for April 27, 2014. I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. And here are some of the stories from this week's news. Water, or withholding water, is being used as a weapon in the struggle between Ukraine and Russia over Crimea. Russia annexed Crimea last month, but one major problem with that Russian takeover is that the Crimean Peninsula gets up to 85% of its water from Ukraine. On April 26, the Ukrainian government announced that it was closing the sluice gates on the North Crimean Canal. The canal delivers water to Crimea from the river Dnieper in Ukraine's southern Kherson region. Authorities in Crimea are saying that there is enough water for drinking, but Crimea's harvest of grapes, rice, maize, and soy will be ruined if it does not get more water soon. The current water shortage is threatening 296,000 acres of Crimea's crops, according to a Russian agricultural official. Another Russian official stated that they are considering drilling wells and that they are working on the water crisis day and night. Crimea also depends on Ukraine for electricity. As to what's going to happen in the future in Ukraine and Crimea, there's an old Russian saying. It's written by a pitchfork on the water. Translation, it's unknown. California's Governor Jerry Brown said on Friday that the drought is so severe that the state will roll back some environmental protections and loosen rules on water transfers to farmers. This is the second emergency proclamation in three months and calls on residents to skip washing their cars, stop watering their lawns, and not accept water in restaurants unless they're thirsty. Indeed, these are desperate times, and as the saying goes, call for desperate measures. Enter Kern County Water Agency. They're proposing to run water backward up the California aqueduct. The aqueduct is the main artery of the state's water system and brings water from the northern part of the state, where most of the rain falls, to the southern half of the state, which has the larger demand. Caught in the middle are Central Valley farmers just northwest of Bakersfield who are slated to get only 5% of their usual allocations of water. Orchards will die and crops won't be planted, they say, unless something is done. Kern County's solution is to tap into the groundwater they've banked in wet years and pump it slightly uphill for 47 miles by way of the aqueduct. The aqueduct flows south, so this will require defying gravity. The plan calls for 12 diesel pumps to move about 8 million gallons a day. California's Department of Water Resources, which runs the aqueduct, has yet to sign off on the, quote, pump back plan. If you live in the U.S., you are probably not alone if you think you wait a long time for your shower water to heat up. The Natural Resources Defense Council asked its readers to report how long they waited on average for hot water to start flowing. The results of the poll are not scientific, but of the 63 respondents, the average time spent waiting was 68 seconds. During that time, nearly two gallons of water will run through a typical shower head. The average wait time in newer homes was actually longer than older, 84 seconds compared to 67 seconds. Some respondents reported that they watched the water go down the drain while waiting, and others actually captured the water in a bucket.
The NRDC, along with an international organization of plumbers, has proposed insulating all hot water pipes in new buildings. Insulation will not eliminate wait times, but can cut it down. It's official. Water has become more precious than gold, according to Wall Street. Over the past 10 years, the S&P 500 Global Water Index has outperformed gold and energy indices. In a research report by Bank of America Merrill Lynch, analysts stated that water is currently a $600 billion business, but will grow to $1 trillion over the next six years as investors back companies tackling issues like clean water and sanitation. The report warned that a perfect storm is approaching, stating that half of the world's population will be water-stressed by 2030 because the available amount of water will be exceeded by demand. And by 2050, the report adds, 45% of projected GDP could be at risk, with as many as 50 nations expected to be involved in conflicts over water. We reported earlier on the efforts of Salt Lake Tribune reporter Nate Carlisle to obtain information about how much water the massive National Security Agency's Utah facility is using. The NSA's data center gets its water from the town of Bluffdale. Reporter Carlisle filed a records request with the town and was initially refused any data based upon the super-secret operations at the facility. But after a legal battle, the records were ordered to be turned over. Carlisle reported on Friday last week that the records he was given show that the Utah facility used less water than was expected. During the first 11 months of 2013, the NSA used an average of 2.6 million gallons of water per month. Bluffdale did not release records after November 2013. The water is used to cool the complex that stores massive quantities of electronic information on servers. However, it is believed that the storage complex is not yet fully operational, and the NSA refused to say if the center is functioning at all. It was supposed to go online in the fall of 2013, but according to the Wall Street Journal, the center had been experiencing electrical problems. According to a local Iranian news report, raw human sewage is leaking into a river in the Tehran area and has killed over 2 million fish. The sewage came from a nearby housing development which lacks a wastewater treatment facility. According to the head of the Ray City Environmental Protection Office, construction work started on the treatment plant but was halted due to lack of funding. This is more bad news for Iran which has serious water problems. Officials are already warning of water rationing for the capital, Tehran, and the deputy head of Iran's water and sewage company recently warned that 500 cities in Iran could face a water crisis. Rivers in central Iran, close to the Persian Gulf, have dried up. Hamoun Lake, near the Afghan border, is now a dust bowl. And Lake Ermia, one of the largest saltwater lakes in the world, has dropped about 200 meters. The government's response to this crisis has not been welcomed by its public. In March, officials decided to raise water prices by 20%. Experts blame climate change, desertification, 
poor water management and Iran's propensity to build dams for its problems. As we've been reporting on This Week in Water, the drought in Brazil is severe. How severe? Starbucks is taking a coffee break. The largest coffee company in the world has stopped purchasing coffee from the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. Brazil is the world's largest producer of coffee. Arabica, the most common bean sold in the U.S., has skyrocketed in price because Brazil's crop has been decimated by drought. Scientists are predicting a return of El Nino conditions. If the El Nino pattern occurs, record amounts of rain could fall on bone-dry coffee plantations and wipe out crops. And finally, rats are coming out of the woodwork in San Francisco because of the drought. At Heron Head Park in the eastern part of the city, many visitors have reported seeing rodents running around during the day. The park is popular for joggers and people walking their dogs. According to a local pest control company, rats are coming out from sewers and underground looking for more sources of water. They go to dog parks to drink out of water bowls or go to stables to drink water intended for horses. Apparently, the drier and sunnier winter conditions this year fooled rats and other creatures into starting their spring mating rituals early, resulting in higher numbers of offspring. But if rats freak you out, don't worry. The drought has also led to more snakes slithering around looking for water, snakes who hopefully might enjoy more rat in their diet. This Week in Water is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise, whose mission is to promote the efficient use of Colorado's water. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.